The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's the final day of the Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive. If you haven't done so already, please call with your pledge, 877-291-0123. Or pledge online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app and answer the call. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, August 18th, 2023. Friday of the 19th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle 1. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Helena. She was the mother of the Emperor Constantine the Great and an empress of the Roman Empire. Helena married Constantius Chlorus. With him she birthed her only son Constantine around the year 274. Nearly two decades later in 292, Constantius, now co-regent of the West, got swept up in his rising stature and divorced Helena. But Constantine was forever loyal to his mother. As he grew and became a member of the inner circle, he never left Helena's side. Following the death of Constantius in 308, Constantine became emperor and summoned his mother back into the inner circle and the imperial court. Helena was given free reign over the imperial treasury. She was tasked with locating relics of Christian tradition and she is credited with locating the true cross. St. Helena died in the year 330 A.D. St. Helena, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, inflame our hearts with the longings of Christ's sacred heart so that we might truly offer our persons and works in union with him for the salvation of the world. Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we consecrate ourselves to your sacred heart and we offer ourselves with you to the Father in your holy sacrifice of the Mass with our prayer, works, sufferings, and joys of this day in reparation for our sins and that your kingdom come. We especially pray for the church throughout the world, for the Holy Father and his intentions, for the evangelization and conversion of the whole world, for our bishop and his intentions, for our parish, and for our families and their needs. Listen to us, O Lord, through Christ your Son. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that World Youth Day just passed in Lisbon will help young people to live and witness the gospel in their own lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There was a debate among the Pharisees about marriage. The debate was whether it was really legitimate to divorce. And it seems like such a sacred thing that it should indeed be a commitment for life, yet Moses had indeed permitted divorce in Deuteronomy 24. 
So if a woman was, it's true, it was written there, if, if she was displeasing to a man, well, he could just hand her a bill of divorce, and that text would simply state that she was free to marry someone else. So in front of this, you know, they asked Jesus about this, and uh, Jesus, in response, referred to a much earlier text, Genesis 2, which said, So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. God has joined a couple in marriage. This is not merely a human invention. It's not merely their own decision to come together. There's really something that God has done. It's a divine action, a supernatural grace that brings about this wonderful bond. And so Moses had indeed allowed a kind of like more relaxed view of divorce, like he permitted it. But Jesus unequivocally says that this was due to the hardness of their hearts. Moses had to deal with men that had indeed like hard hearts. They were unforgiving, they were demanding, they were judgmental, unable to take the heroic leap of sacrifice for the sake of the other. I mean, I've heard it said that Moses allowed this bill of divorce because if he had not, maybe even worse things would have ended up to the woman, happening to the woman. And indeed, in some cultures, uh, they might even have been killed. So, like, to free her up, instead of her getting killed, give her the bill of divorce. So, it's clear, divorce was never a command. It was just, like, permitted, but it was never really a divine sanction. It was just, like, tolerated. God tolerated it, you could say. Uh, like he might tolerate some wicked behavior of some kind in, in the world's population throughout history. He kind of like puts up with it. And so Jesus now in today's gospel really is bringing us back to the original plan of God for marriage. And this is what the, was the plan for the beginning of the human race, for man and woman, that they remain married with each other for life. And he invites us now to reflect on this marvelous and life-changing adventure, which is marriage. I know it's a great challenge. And indeed, Jesus' words are an encouragement for couples to remain faithful, like to live out that beautiful ideal of fidelity, of gift of themselves, to one to the other. And clearly, the Lord is, is taking this partnership, like this lifelong commitment, and this communion, very seriously. And the church has responded to these serious words by underlining the fact that marriage is a divine vocation. It's a divine vocation to sanctity. You know, like any vocation, well, it, it requires uh, preparation. I mean, I would say that today there is a kind of a crisis in individual and collective meanings to, to this vocation. How people understand this vocation to marriage is a kind of a crisis, and the result is that people don't really prepare or ready themselves for this vocation. I mean, you can get a, a driver's license, you can go through the theoretical, you can do a practical test that is required, and and people study and practice to to to, to get this test right so they can get their their driver's license or pilots. Imagine, you know, a pilot's going to fly a plane. I mean, he has to do serious training. He has to get his flying license. Yet people don't think it is all that necessary to do this for the future of their own family. Maybe they prepare for the reception, they make a list of invitations, they buy special clothes and all that preparation. Okay, yeah, they do all those external things, 
And these things definitely stress people out. And they are necessary preparations for a marriage, of course. Okay? But that stress, I could say, that all that preparation was, must really be a reflection of their internal preparation that they make for this lifelong commitment. And, well, we know the church requires uh, marriage prep courses, explanations about the practical aspects, something they talk about you know, natural family planning and how to deal with in-laws and, you know, uh, I don't know what the readings you're going to use. And for, for the, I mean, they just talk about, you know, uh, the meaning of marriage. But the hardness of heart that our Lord speaks about can already start its process of sclerosis if we don't imbibe deeply within ourselves the understanding that this is my divine vocation. Okay, it's not my divine vocation. I have a different vocation as a priest. But it's you who are married. It's a divine vocation. And we have to have this conviction that I will sanctify myself and others through the challenges of this divine vocation. And, you know, I often have to underline to people that this divine vocation will not be easy. And, you know, they hear that and they say, oh, they agree, they nod very politely. And I, and I presume they trust in God when they hear that. But, you know, many people just wait for a crisis before reacting. And very often, when, by the time the crisis arrives in a marriage, it's like, it's like too late. It's chlorosis has set in to their hearts. It's like, you know, when you're, when you're driving and this curious red light, no, it's this curious uh, yellow light, at least in my car. It's a yellow light that turns on, on on the dashboard telling you to pull over because you're low on gas. You know? and if you don't get gas now, this car will not continue and your ride will be over. So you like you find a gas station you know, anytime, you, as, much, as fast as you can. And this gas for us, for you in marriage, is the ongoing formation in marriage. And the, the, the commitment not only to ongoing formation, but to renew your love in this divine vocation, your love in this marriage. To put a new shine on it every day. To polish your shoes. To change your tie. To get some new and expensive perfume. Chanel number five is amazing. And there's a need to, to update your phone. Otherwise, you know how it is. It slows down and doesn't work well. And all these apps don't work. And it's the same in marriage. You can't just rely on the initial enthusiasm that accompanied you when you changed your life status. So let us ask the Holy Family to help you keep your vocation always vibrant, always renewed with the energy of love. And when, when the children start coming around, they can monopolize one's attention, but your spouse will still be there in need of attention. I mean, the yellow light is still on. And you can pull over by having a regular date night. Pull over, like that's a refresher kind of thing. You know? to, to serve each other with that love. You know, people enjoy reading self-help books, counseling, or meetings with a priest to see how to improve. And I've heard people refer to the, they call it the BPS, the best possible self. Uh, that drive to keep alive your best possible self requires a knowledge of yourself, solid willpower, life goals, and good-humored passion. And it's the same with marriage. 
it's maybe not BPS, it's BPM, uh, BPM, best possible marriage, right? So, you know, like it, it requires knowledge, right? and knowledge doesn't come by chance. You have to find the time to read, to examine things about your relationship, right? to focus on what makes your spouse tick. Stay clear of that idiot box, the, the YouTube, the hours lost on, 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 online and silly things. Knowledge, that's knowledge. That's the first thing. Then, willpower. Don't forget that your best possible self emerges when you focus on your abilities, working them out for the best possible outcome. You know, learn to give everything. Don't give 80%. Don't give 85%. Give 100%. And a person with willpower has to have a long view of life. And... uh, they can set concrete goals and take risks to achieve those those really concrete goals. Set goals, have a plan for this marriage, for this becoming the best possible marriage. And goals, well, they're long-term. Objectives are short, short-term. It was Seneca, the younger, who said, there is no favorable wind for the sailor who doesn't know where to go. We need to know where to go with this marriage. A person who doesn't have a plan is at the mercy of the moment. He or she reacts according to impulses, emotions, or feelings, all of which, especially in our society, are extremely uh, malleable. So let's ask the Holy Family eh, to give us that drive, that spunk, that optimism, eh, so that this marriage can really be something that will last for the rest of your life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There's always more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin this day of prayer in just two minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Well, this is it. Glenn along with Paul today on the final day of the Relevant Radio Answer the Call Pledge Drive. It all wraps up at 5 Central this afternoon. Let's get things off to a great start. Can you do your best? Maybe you've thought about it all week long. What a great day and a necessary day to get around to giving to Relevant Radio during the Answer the Call Pledge Drive. It's the final day. It's going to end at 5 this afternoon, a little over 12 hours from now. Thank you so much for being generous. The number is 877-291-0123. You can pledge online at relevantradio.com and on the mobile app. Every gift this hour matched 100%. We need to make some major steps to get to our need. Being wiped out by 5 this afternoon. Do your best right now. Thanks for praying for Relevant Radio. Thank you always for listening, for telling friends about it, and continue to do your best to give at 877 877- 2910123 online, relevantradio.com, and on the mobile app. And this hour, once again, every gift matched 100%. Can't beat that. It's a partnership challenge hour. Thank you so much, partner, for answering the call. You know, we have an exclusive free gift. If you give online at relevantradio.com or through the Relevant Radio app, they're both safe and easy. When you donate online, we'll send you a special thank you gift. It's an MP3 download of Patrick Madrid's new MP3, Angels. In this talk, Patrick takes a look at 
what we know about angels and why it's important for all of us to have a solid understanding of what angels are and what they aren't. Patrick will walk you through uh, what scripture and several of the saints can teach us about the angels. And it's yours if you pledge online. Now, if you can't pledge online, that's okay. We still want to hear from you. 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-0123. Get to the phone right now and answer the call. It's Friday of the 19th week in Ordinary Time, August 18th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this liturgical day as we join with the whole church in prayer, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord for God's great love is without end. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people. The flock He shepherds. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord. For God's great love is without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Glory to the Father and to the Son. 
and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I am, I am worn, worn out, out with crying, with, with longing for my God. God. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? Oh God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me. Lord of hosts, let not those who seek you be dismayed through me. God of Israel, it is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in the morning, then they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. 
I needed food and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst and they gave me vinegar. I needed food and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst and they gave me vinegar. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me. Ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion for counselors. Not one could I find. For food, they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Seek the Lord, and you will live. Seek the Lord, and you will live. As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, our Father, to show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather through the contemplation of his wounds. Make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord, and you will live. The Lord will teach us his ways, and we will follow in his footsteps. A reading from the book of the prophet Micah. Hear then what the Lord says. Arise, 
Present your plea before the mountains and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, O mountains, the plea of the Lord. Pay attention, O foundations of the earth, for the Lord has a plea against his people, and he enters into trial with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? Or how have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt. From the place of slavery I released you. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. My people remember what Moab's King Balak planned, and how Balaam, son of Beor, answered him from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the just deeds of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow before God Most High? Shall I come before him with holocausts, with calves a year old, Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and myriad streams of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my crime, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? You have been told, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, only to do the right and to love goodness and to walk humbly with your God. Hark, the Lord cries to the city, it is wisdom to fear your name. Hear, O tribe and city council, you whose rich men are full of violence, whose inhabitants speak falsehood with deceitful tongues in their heads. Am I to bear any longer criminal hoarding in the meager ephah that is accursed? Shall I quit criminal balances, bags of false weights? Rather, I will begin to strike you with devastation because of your sins. You shall sow, yet not reap. Tread out the olive, yet pour no oil. And the grapes, yet drink no wine. You shall eat without being satisfied, food that will leave you empty. What you acquire, you cannot save. What you do save, I will deliver up to the sword. The Lord has told you, O man, what is good, and, and this, this is what he expects of you, to, to do what is right, to love goodness, goodness and, and to walk humbly with your God. Trust in the Lord and do good, and you shall possess the land. And, and this, this is what he expects of you, to, to do what is right, to love goodness, and to walk humbly with your God. A reading from a sermon on baptism by St. Patian, Bishop. The sin of Adam had come into all men. Through one man, the apostle says, sin entered and through sin, death. Thus it has come to all men. 
Therefore, the justice of Christ must enter into men. And as the old Adam ruined his descendants through sin, so Christ must bring new life to all men through justice. The Apostle stresses this theme when he says, As through the disobedience of one man, many were made sinners, so too, through the obedience of one man, many were made just. And as sin brought death to the offender, so grace through justice brings birth to life eternal. Someone may say to me, But the sin of Adam is justifiably transmitted to his posterity. Since they were descended from him, and since we are not descended from Christ, how can we be saved because of him? Do not think in physical terms about descent. Then you will see how Christ is our Father. In these times of salvation, Christ received body and soul from Mary. He came to save this soul, not to leave it in hell. He united it with his Spirit and made it his own. And this is the marriage of the Lord, the union of two in one flesh, so that according to that great mystery, two become one flesh, Christ and his church. From this marriage the Christian people are born by the descent of the Spirit of the Lord. The essential nature of the soul, engendered by heavenly seed, grows in the womb of our mother, the church, and at birth is given life by Christ. Therefore the apostle says, The first Adam was a living soul, the new Adam a life-giving spirit. Thus Christ continues in the church through his priests, as the same apostle says, In Christ I have begotten you. And so, the seed of Christ, that is the Spirit of God, brings forth the new man, nourished in the womb of his mother, welcomed at his birth at the font, through the hands of the priests, while faith presides over the ceremony. Christ must therefore be received in order to beget. For the Apostle John says, To all who received him, he gave the power to become sons of God. But these things cannot be accomplished except by the sacrament of the font, the chrism, and the priest. For sin is washed away by the waters of the font. The Holy Spirit is poured forth in the chrism, and we obtain both of these gifts through the hands and the mouth of the priest. Thus the whole man is reborn and renewed in Christ. Just as Christ rose from the dead, so we shall walk in the newness of life, that is, we put away the errors of our old lives, and we follow the new way through the Spirit in Christ. As by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. As, As sin, sin reigned, reigned through, through death, death, so grace will reign to bring us eternal life through Jesus Christ. God sent His only Son as an offering for our sins. As, As sin reigned, reigned through, through death, so, so grace will reign to bring us eternal life through, through Jesus Christ. Almighty and ever-living God, your Spirit made us your children, confident to call you Father. Increase your Spirit within us and bring us to our promised inheritance. Grant this through the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. So what about marriage and divorce? 
We'll find out what the Lord had to say about those two things in today's Gospel in just two minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Answer the call. The Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive is winding on down. You know, in less than a month, the Merry Beggars, the family entertainment division of Relevant Radio, will launch a series on the Saints. You'll be able to listen daily to episodes that bring the stories of the saints to life. And it's because of your ongoing support that we're able to bring you this kind of captivating and inspiring content. All kinds of other things going on on Relevant Radio all the time. Besides Daybreak, there's the Family Rosary Across America, the Drew Mariani Show, The Inner Life, and of course, Morning Air with Glenn and John. So call with your pledge, keep it all going. 877-2910123 that's 877-2910123 or you can pledge online at relevantradio.com or on the relevant radio app and answer the call keep us going that's what we're asking you to do today 877-291-0123 online relevantradio.com and on the mobile app Today is important because it's the final day of the Relevant Radio Summer Answer the Call Pledge Drive. The need is $3 million by 5 this afternoon. Can you help us get there? Every hour needs to be big. Maybe you've had the chance to listen throughout the week and you said, I'll do it at the end of the week. Here we are, (laughs) the Procrastinator Special, all set up for you, too, with a 100% match right now for each and every gift. 877-291-0123, online at relevantradio.com, and the mobile app as well. Great thank you gifts. This one is beautiful, the Immaculate Heart image etched in glass. How would you like that? Get a look at that online at relevantradio.com, yours for a $50 a month gift. 600 for the year. Thanks for being generous. Great thank you gifts for a variety of giving levels too. Look at those online at relevantradio.com. Pledge there on the app or the phone at 877-291-0123. Everything matched 100%. Thank you as you answer the call. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, The Lord is very clear about the permanence of marriage. It's from the 19th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Pharisees came up to him and tested him. Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? Have you not read that he who made them from the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one. So they are no longer two, but one. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. Why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? For your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives but from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for unchastity and marries another commits adultery. And he who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If such is the case of a man with his wife, it is not expedient to marry. Not all men can receive this saying but only those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, 
and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. He who is able to receive this, let him receive it. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Holy purity. It's a lot more than just not messing around where you shouldn't. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. To live out the fullness of one's vocation, it is necessary to live holy purity in accord with one's state in life. God gives the graces necessary to those called in matrimony as well as to those called to give their whole hearts so that they all may be faithful. Holy purity is not the most important virtue, but it is indispensable for anyone wishing to enjoy intimacy with God. It may happen that in some environments this virtue has gone out of fashion. It may seem that to live the virtue and all of its consequences will appear to many people as incomprehensible or utopian. We should remember that the first Christians also had to confront a hostile and aggressive environment in this and in other areas of morality. With the passage of time, the pastors of the church felt that they were under obligation to spell out the parameters of Christian conduct. The councils of St. John Chrysostom are a good example. They seem almost as if they were directed to many Christians of our own day. What do you want us to do? Go up into the mountains and become monks? What you are saying makes me want to cry. You think that modesty and chastity are just for monks? Christ laid down common laws for all of us. And so when he said everyone who looks at a woman lustfully, he was not speaking to a monk, but to the man in the street. I do not forbid you to marry, nor do I forbid you to enjoy life. I only ask that you do this with temperance, not with impurity, not with countless sins. I do not lay it down as a law that you go into the mountains and out into the deserts. I want you to be good, modest, and chaste, even though you are in the middle of the world. What wonderful things we can accomplish in the world by living holy purity with refinement. We will bring the bonus odor Christi, the sweet fragrance of Christ, to all places that we frequent. This virtue is accompanied by others which do not attract much attention, but which do add up to a general comportment which is always attractive. We can take as examples of these virtues details of modesty in dress, in neatness, in sports and recreation, we would also include the refusal to listen to or engage in conversations that are beneath the dignity of a Christian and of any decent person. The planning of vacation so as to avoid sloth and moral harm. And above all, the cheerful example of our own life, optimism in the face of ups and downs, and a genuine love of life. The virtue of purity is so important to every apostolate in the middle of the world that we can think of it as the guardian of love. It is precisely here that this holy virtue is nourished and acquires meaning. It protects and defends both human and divine love. If our love were to die out, 
It would be very difficult, even impossible, to live this virtue in all its youthful fullness. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's continue praying now as we join the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. 
Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest, over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people, over her incurable wound. If I walk out into the field, look, though slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not. Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We wait for peace to no avail, for a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers, that we have sinned against you. For your name's sake, spurn us not, disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us, and break it not. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. The Lord is God. We are his people. 
the flock he shepherds. The The Lord Lord is God. God. We We are are his his people, people, the the flock flock he shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, Open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us pray. God, devoted to us as a father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us your people to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song. The Lord Lord is God. God. We are are his people, the flock he shepherds. A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians. I willingly boast of my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I am content with weakness, with mistreatment, with distress, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am powerless... It is then that I am strong. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At At daybreak, daybreak, be be merciful merciful to me. Make known to me the path I must walk. Be Be merciful to me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. At daybreak, be Be merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Raising our eyes to Christ, who was born and died and rose again for his people, let us cry out, Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Blessed are you, Jesus, Redeemer of mankind. You did not hesitate to undergo your passion and death. To redeem us by your precious blood. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You promised that you would provide living water, the fountain of eternal life. Pour forth your Spirit upon all men. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You send disciples to preach the gospel to all nations. Help them to extend the victory of your cross. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You have given the sick and the suffering a share in your cross. Give them patience and strength. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, all-powerful, let your radiance dawn in our lives, that we may walk in the light of your law, with you as our leader. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. The only way that Relevant Radio can continue to bring you Catholic programming is with your support. Both your prayers and your financial support. Our need is $3 million, so please call with your pledge, 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-0123, or pledge online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app and answer the call. The Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive is about to kick into high gear. I'm Paul Sadek, and I'll see you Sunday morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. 
Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.